Well, hello. It appears we're back at it. Ah, Happy New Year. This is the first recording of the new year. And I have been very much meaning to record, but I just get in my head about it and decide not to frequently. Um, so I'm gonna make this a recording. Um, a lot has transpired since I last got, you know, put my voice on wax, as it, so to speak. But I've been thinking a lot about the podcast and, um, it seems I'll be on some more podcasts in the future, not this one, but other ones that I may or may not talk about here. But this recording is meant to be my intended recording about jiu-jitsu. I have Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, I have made a draft of it and been intending to record it for quite some time. But <clears throat> the one time I did record it, it didn't upload and I got really frustrated, so I never came back to it. But um, it's a practice that I've been engaged in for about three years. Um, and I think I've got a lot of benefit from it myself personally. And I found that I've become quite a staunch believer in it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey, my experience, and how I think it relates to the public at large, um, specifically women of all ages, um, but anyone. Well, we'll say women and anyone of a smaller stature. Um, a little bit about my backstory. I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a little over... <clears throat> three years now, I am a blue belt with one stripe. Uh, you get the the, stri the belt system. There's what white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu ranking system. And then each each belt, excluding black, has or can have up to four stripes and um Effectively, the fifth stripe would be the next belt promotion, but there's different criteria. You know, each professor, or coach, um, sensei, whatever you want to call them, has a slightly different criteria for who gets promoted when and why. Um, so I am second belt from white to blue, and then I just got my first stripe on my blue belt. So um, I don't suck as much as I used to. I um, can make higher belts work before they tap me out. And um, tapping out is you effectively say uncle. You tap out saying, I can't get out of this move or situation that you put me in. So I'm going to tap out so we can either turn this into a teachable moment or otherwise yield. Tapping out is basically saying I yield to you 
let's uh, either continue on in the roles, roles or the the practice combat scenario that uh, you engage in in jujitsu. And uh, so you meet on the mats. Uh, the tradi- the tradition is a slap and a pound. So you slap hand, single slap, and then so you use the same hand and then you pound it. So it'll be a knuckle fist bump. Slap and a pound, then you roll. Um, jiu-jitsu is a grappling art. Um, imagine wrestling... And I mean, like, more Greco-Olympic kind of theoretical... Not even, no, I won't say that. We'll just say college wrestling. Um, The fundamental uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, I guess, would be more the the ideal. However, um, it has a lot of joint locks and joint manipulations. So that's where the tap outs generally come from. Uh, chokes, joint locks, knee bars, arm bars, wrist locks, um, shoulder locks, heel hooks. There's all sorts of things. Basically, if you get a joint to go in a direction that's not naturally supposed to go, your opponent's going to tap out. Or uh, blood chokes, air chokes. Um, if you're being an uh, a-hole... Uh, neck cranks, uh, those are um, not necessarily uh, going to damage you. Well, I guess a neck crank probably would damage you if you were rolling with a stranger. But um, generally, there is a very real etiquette in jiu-jitsu. Um, <laughs> I think the thing that I've heard that I learned the quickest was that if somebody says, wow, you're strong, it's not a compliment. Hearing while you're strong in jujitsu is like, hey, you're a big ogre and you need to stop using your strength and learn to use technique. That's effectively what while you're strong means in jujitsu in my three years of experience. Um, um, Welcome to hear anybody's recommendations on if that actually is different. But uh, that's that's what I've learned. And I originally thought, I was like, oh, it's a good thing. But no, my six foot, um, roughly 220 something pounds right now, uh, it's a, it's not a good thing. So the point of jiu-jitsu is to learn the technique. So if you're a bigger guy like myself, don't just smash people who are smaller than you. And uh, my jiu-jitsu coach is a smaller guy. He's about 5'4", 5'5", 125 pounds, 130 if he's he's on the bigger side. Um, And he taps me out 100% of the time, never come close to tapping him out. Um, uh, it's, It's not, it's a fantastic sport. Or art, depending on what version you practice. There is a sport jujitsu um, where there's a point system, and um, that's what you see in competitions. And then there's you know the practical, real world, self defense style jujitsu. Um, I'm kind of kind of lead more towards that because uh, I don't imagine uh, competitions are for me because I have enough injuries already. I don't 
I'm not trying to pick up any new ones uh, that I don't, you know, pick up in in training. Um, so that's a quick backstory of the kind of how jujitsu works in application. A little backstory on the history. Uh, Brazilian jujitsu is kind of the. I mean, evolution might be a disrespectful way to refer to it. Uh, the maturation's not right either. Let's say the adaptation of judo, Japanese judo. Judo being Japanese arts, where it came from. Uh, uh, I forget the namings, the names, but um, a family in... Brazil had one of their elders taught judo, Japanese judo, and they took the parts of Japanese judo that they liked, which ultimately became the forerunner for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I believe it was Hoyce Gracie? No, Helio Gracie, Helio Gracie. Yes, if I remember correctly, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was Helio Gracie. The Gracies being um, a very um, popular, important family in the creation of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because they arguably um, are the named creators of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a, a modification simplification if you will of Japanese judo Japanese judo starts from the stand Brazilian jiu-jitsu in competitions starts from the stand meaning you're standing when you start the competition against one another um, but in training you largely start either on your knees or um, you just start on your knees um, I think that's largely because of large class sizes you don't have the same kind of space you're doing a competition but, I mean, that's just my personal guess. Um, so that's a little bit of the history of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I have found that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is very humbling. Um, I didn't have a combat background. I had a little bit of uh, army combatives. Um uh, before a combat deployment, but never, I was a football guy. I, I never really utilized my body in a combat setting other than, you know, a, a handful of street fights. And there was not a lot of grappling. It was largely striking. So in the grappling sense, I was very much a noob when I started. And, you know, you get tapped out a lot. And that's humbling because you're just saying uncle over and over again. You're saying, hey, I don't know how to continue, I don't know how to compete here, you are winning, you're going to choke me unconscious or break my arm or other limb. That sounds super dangerous and off-putting, but it's not because there's a very clear uh, sense of humanity in jiu-jitsu. I mean, I've been to three jiu-jitsu gyms. Yes, three jiu-jitsu gyms. So take, you know, take my opinion as such. I am a three-year practitioner who's been to three different gyms so you know by no means am i a you know definitive source on 
any or all things jujitsu. But this is just, you know, someone who's been doing it for a little while. You know, my my take on it. I think so highly of it that I wanted to put my feelings on recording so that more people could hopefully embark on a jiu-jitsu journey themselves because I feel like the humbling is important for a lot of males in that, you know, you feel like you're a hammer and you're going to show up, you're going to smash everybody, and you might, but then you're going to get smashed because it doesn't matter who you are. If you think everybody else is a nail, you're going to find out there's a bigger hammer and that you might just be a nail. And sometimes the hammer's not bigger. And in my case, my coach is not bigger than me. And he just put me in my place many, many times. I mean, I can give him a run. I can give him a run for his money, but it's 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 a tap out. And I realize that. And uh, he shows me that there's levels to this ish. And it's humbling and encouraging at the same time. Because with jujitsu. The smaller person, knowing when knowing jujitsu, is in a dangerous position, and I, I feel like it's a great equalizer. So I mean, for uh, males who are getting bullied, you get a control of your body that I would say is second only to your young, your adolescent youth. When you, the last time you were fearless as a child, imagine if you had that kind of body control. Because I feel like that's where that fearlessness comes from, is that complete and accurate body control. When you reach out for something, your body responds exactly how you would think it would. In Jiu-Jitsu, I'm not saying that's going to happen. It's going to take a long time before that happens. But as you stay in Jiu-Jitsu and you practice, continue to practice and you listen to the hints that your body's giving you, i.e. drink more water, stop smoking, eat healthier, get more sleep, stretch more. All these things your body tells you to do so you can be better at jujitsu. You can be more competitive at jujitsu or you can just be serviceable at jujitsu. These are all things your body was asking for anyway, but you weren't listening. But when you get to moving around on that mat and you try to, you know wrap your legs around someone's waist or um, prevent your arm from getting extended for an arm bar you or even just rolling around trying to advance your position and your body doesn't respond in the ways that you hope it would that you expect it to um, I think jujitsu gives you a lot of feedback that you just could not get in another setting um, I guess you could argue maybe wrestling but I don't see a lot of adult wrestling camps. It's largely for young, competitive males um, that are trying to compete at generally a high level, but any level. Whereas jiu-jitsu, there are jiu-jitsu classes for women, for children, for competitive people, and you know less than competitive people, people who are in the master's division, the older divisions. But you know people who want real-world application for self-defense uh, would be probably be where the terminology for it um and being able to use leverage 
is something you learn very well and you get to learn how to use leverage with your body not in my body or the way I teach it or the way anybody else teaches it and I don't teach I don't know enough to teach but when my coach who's a smaller man in stature than I am teaches us how to use leverage he frequently says I know jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu in my body you're gonna have to modify the the teaching to your body and your limitations versus you know someone else's limitations so it's very very specific and yet the concepts are not as specific or maybe they i guess i guess they're specific uh yeah we're gonna say the concepts are not specific um but no the concepts are specific um this is when writing things out works better um, the concept, concepts are specific, but different instructors have different ways of teaching things. And the beauty that I found in, um, part of the beauty of, I found in jiu-jitsu is different instructors teach things different ways, even if it's the same thing. And there are thousands of jiu-jitsu gyms all over the world. So wherever you go, there's definitely jiu-jitsu gyms. Uh, from what I've understood, they're largely very welcoming. There's also... A jiu-jitsu gym kind of couch surfing app where you can couch surf at jiu-jitsu practitioners homes to then go to their gyms and roll get some rolls in so something that I um, want to you know look into more but I know it exists I've seen it and it was it was explained to me by someone who was very knowledgeable and i just thought it was the coolest thing you know jujitsu just keeps becoming cooler and cooler for me um with kids obviously you know they're learning how to use their body in a structured manner so it's kind of a structured play for a lot of kids but then it's also you know a form of bully proofing them um, I know the Gracies, the legendary family that I mentioned earlier, um, they have a Gracie University that teaches bully proofing, which I think is pretty cool. And, you know, most jujitsu gyms have a kids youth program that will, you know, again, I think bully proofing is probably copyrighted or something, but teach something in that vein of self-defense for the youth and teaches them self-confidence, self-reliance. Um, I would, you know, venture to say that, you know, in a good school, they're going to learn some de-escalation because that self-confidence and self-reliance that they have installed in them, they're going to not have to prove anything to anyone because they've proved it on the mat, most importantly to themselves, that, hey, you are resilient. You are not fragile. You can accomplish things. You are strong. You are capable. These things, I think, help with self-defense. And if it does come down to, you know, physical altercation, that youth, them being bullied, they're probably going to be on the smaller size. They can defend themselves. And it doesn't have to be striking. doesn't have to damage the bully or, you know, lead to litigation but you know you slap a quick choke hold or you learn you know go to a good school that has a, you know 
a judo base where they start on the feet and you learn some good throws or some single leg takedowns, double leg takedowns, you know, ankle picks, any of these things, any of these ways to get someone from a standing position on their back or on the ground. And now you can, you know, now they're in your world where you can keep them off you. Or if you're on the ground and they're on top of you or on the side of you, how you can learn how to defend yourself from those positions. I think that's very great. And for women in particular, um, if you're on your back and someone is in between your legs in the jiu-jitsu world, they would be in your guard with your legs wrapped around their waist. I think for a woman, this is invaluable training because if you find yourself in a, you know, worst case scenario where this someone's attacking you and this is the way they're attacking you and you know we kind of know the direction this is leading you now are you can mount an offense from this position whereas most women are you know this is worst case scenario complete shock and awe and you know there's going to be not a whole lot of action going on maybe some scratching flailing slaps uh, screams for sure but if that young lady had learned some jujitsu and not even a lot like you wouldn't even have to learn much just to be able to mount an attack an effective attack from your guard or from your back with someone in your guard you there's sweeps where you uh reverse the position where then you end up on top of them. You can strike with elbows from the bottom if it's a self-defense posi- uh, situation. Uh, there's all kinds of joint locks and manipulations you can do. There's also ways to uh, learn how to get out from underneath someone else's top pressure, is what we call it, but it's um, someone else's body weight who's trying to pin you to the ground using their larger mass. I, th- I believe that's just invaluable. As well as the same that the, the youth learn, the same that I've learned. You learn the confidence. You learn the how to use your body in space. The proprioception, which is, you know, uh, the awareness of your body in space. is in, Again, it's just invaluable, both in life and in self-defense scenarios. So, uh, it just, I keep trying to convince uh, different women to take jujitsu, just try it. And again... Every school is different, you, you know. Uh, where I'm at here in Vegas, the Stream Couture, amazing place, great family. Um, it's awesome. Uh, you know, each school is gonna be a little bit different. I'd imagine. I've heard stories about that there are some gyms where you start in the deep end. Well, it's all the deep end. When you first start day one, it's the deep end. But a good school is not gonna let you drown. Uh, you're going to get a lot of water in your face, you know, so to speak. It's, a, it's learning, it's like learning a different language. And when you learn a different language, as we all know, you pick up a few words real quick and then you you're just like, oh man, this is tough. I like to say jujitsu is like chess, 3D chess with your body. So chess is two dimensional. Well, no, not two dimensional. Yeah, I guess it is. It's all on the board. Well, jujitsu is not. Jujitsu is three dimensional because you use the top half of your body, uh, your arm, your hands, your elbows, your forearms, your arms, and your head, and then you use the lower half of your body, your legs, knees, shins, feet, and ankles. Um, so, 
it's complex. And I mean, there's you use your ribs if you're you know <laughs> crossbody on someone. There's just there's unlimited options and variety. There's all kinds of uh, creativity and ingenuity that you can create new things no one's ever seen. Um, if you understand the mechanical manipulations of the body, you can learn very quickly how to effectively get someone or how to get someone to tap out by, uh, you know, manipulating their joint in a non-traditional way. So there's just unlimited variety and uh, modification capable in jiu-jitsu. It's a great family because, you know, you roll around with someone and you guys are trying to choke each other out, tap each other out in a friendly way where you're not trying to hurt each other, where both you and your partner are mindful of your own safety as well as your other. Your, I would say we're more mindful of your partner's safety than your own safety. And the same is true for them. So it just works out really great. Um, I've been rolling for three years, no major injuries. Uh, so far, my worst injury is a jammed toe, and I jammed another one <laughs> recently. But it's it's not something that has hindered me at all. Uh, in the class, in three years of being in classes, the worst injury we've had. I don't think we've had any major injuries, thank goodness. But again, it's you know, if you feel like you can't get out of the move, you tap. If you're struggling, if you're out of breath, which I end up at a lot, I tap. I'm like, hey, man, you got me. I, I do not have the cardio to keep up with you. Good job. And you learn. It's wins and learns. There's no losses because we don't try to get gold medals in practice. And nothing against people who do when they're competing with other people that are competing at a high level, trying to get ready for competitions. By all means, go hard and smash city. But, uh... I train with a group of people that are largely in the self-defense realm, um, real-world applications. Um, but we've had, you know, people who compete, and I've helped some of my guys get ready for competitions, and it's awesome, and, you know, been there to support them, and it's just, it's a great vibe. It's a great family, great atmosphere. Even the competitions, there's just a lot of general family attitudes, family atmosphere, um, both in the, you know, literal blood families and as well as the figurative you know gym families and just the you know everybody's jujitsu practitioners or fans of it's it's a great vibe um and if you're just curious go to a jujitsu competition and no one's gonna treat you weird or look at you strange it's a great vibe uh and you know you're getting in better shape so it's you get in better mental hate mental shape and physical shape and i mean for some people it's quite spiritual um i think it's the deep connection you know you're rolling around with someone uh trying you know some people say trying to kill each other i don't use that because i've been to war so it's a different vibe um but jiu-jitsu particularly in the right gym is it's addictive it's addictive and in the best ways possible. So I would recommend uh, you give it a shot, listen to it, watch it, research it. I mean, there's tons of tutorials on YouTube. Um, most gyms will let you try it out for free your first time. Uh, they have a gi and no gi variety. Uh, gi be, being the, uh, <laughs> we call them pajamas, but... um. It's the martial arts uniform, standard martial arts uniform 
that that carried over from uh, judo, Japanese judo. Although they do have the no-gi variety, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is frequently done in no-gi, which uh, no-gi as a name denotes. There's no-gi involved. It's generally just compression uh, clothes. So it would be compression top, compression bottoms, or shorts, no-pocket shorts, and uh, compression shirts. Some guys go shirtless. Um, so far, I haven't seen any girls go shirtless. That'd be pretty awesome. But uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a great great sport um great martial art uh it's both of those things and more it's growing it's evolving it's morphing um they have high roller competition where the competitors literally smoke marijuana or ingest cannabis and roll which is just super cool to see um have i rolled high i don't I don't think I rolled high. I think I started rolling after I was done smoking. The great memory is in that is also a byproduct of the smoking, but other things as well. Um, I have noticed that when I take CBD before rolling, I tend to jam my my toe. So, um, you know. Maybe don't try that. Try to roll sober in the beginning so you can figure out how to get a hold of your body. Um, the high rollers, those are all high-level guys and gals. So it's cool to watch them go. Um, it's I've heard a lot of great things uh, about rolling and smoking. Um, I have had a beer in between rolls once. That was cool. Um, again, it's it's close-knit groove you you learn a lot about people really quickly and once if you're in a good group where there's no ego um it's a beautiful family setting so ah well that's 30 minutes i thought it was about to cut off but apparently i got a few more time so i'm just gonna let it go here um again huge huge vote for jujitsu try it out um if you're in Las Vegas, come check out Extreme Couture. The family there is great. You can come for free. Your first time. Gi or no gi. Um, yeah. Thank you. And I think I'm going to try to add a, add a, a jujitsu song. <laughs>